Welcome to the Purposeful Parenting Podcast. I'm Harriet Rowe, wife and mother of four adult children, three girls and one boy, all graduates of the United States Military Academy at West Point. Grab a cup of tea or coffee, get cozy, and take in your weekly dose of Purposeful Parenting. Here we go. Last week, I mentioned that I was going to cover a little bit more about single parenting. Well, I was wondering how I would go about doing this, especially since I am not a single parent. Although, as I mentioned, I have had friends who were single parents, and I've talked to them about the hardships that they have had, and I've had family members who were single parents. The thing that crossed my mind in the process of wondering how to go about this was a verse, and that verse is in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, and it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And shortly after that crossing my mind, I came across a poem that is written by Barbara Rainey. And I want you to listen to this closely because I think this relates not only to single parents, but to parents and people in general. And she entitles this, Resting in Your Plan for Me. Lord God, worker of all that is good, it is easy for me to boldly believe your good and sovereign control over all all as I look at the lives of others from afar. In my friend's life, when she is struggling, suffering, wondering what you are doing in her world, I can so easily say in my heart, if not with my mouth, God knows what he's doing. He will bring good from this. And I mean well. And it is true. You alone work all things together for good. Ah, but when it's my life suddenly interrupted by medical issue or crisis, when you bring or allow calamity that affects my world, my people, when my hopes and dreams are derailed or dashed, when my prayers are answered only with silence, then my faith feels fragile. I feel unmoored, adrift. My previous confidence in all your good and sovereign control leaking rapidly like air from a punctured raft. Thank you, my Savior, that you never change. Even though my life sometimes jolts and drops like a roller coaster, you are my hiding place, my constant companion, my comforter, the stability of my times, my security. Even when my life feels in turmoil from calamity, you are intimately acquainted with my every need, my every longing. You are always working in thousands of ways I cannot see and will never know. My Father, the great I am, Holy Spirit, my teacher, my guide, my helper, 
reveal your truth that I may be free. Turn my unbelief into belief that all my yesterdays, every new today, and each dawning tomorrow will show me you are enough for me and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Can you relate to that? I know I can. I know it's so easy for me to look at somebody else when they're having problems and I can say, hey, listen, God has this. He is going to make sure he takes care of you. But then when it comes to me, although I really believe that and I feel that, I find that sometimes his silence can be unsettling for me. And then I have to fall back and remember that he is enough for me. Now, single parents, I want to tell you that I don't know what it's like to be a single parent, but I do know what it's like to be in a situation where I know that God is enough for me. Now, do you know what it takes to put yourself in a position where God is enough for you? I know some of you out there listening to this know and understand that. Well, I want to cover that briefly, and then I want to move on to a few other things. And I say briefly, but this is one of the most important things that you can do, and that is coming to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Some of you may be asking, so how do I do that? Well, here's what you need to do. You pray a prayer that we call a salvation prayer. And it's known to many Christians as a sinner's prayer. And it's a prayer that says that you repent from your sin and you ask God for forgiveness and you confess belief in Jesus Christ and accept him as your Lord and Savior. And saying a salvation prayer is your first step in your relationship with God. Now, it doesn't really matter exactly what you say, but here's something, if you're ready to do it now, and I pray that you are, that you will follow along with me and that you will pray this with a sincere heart. Dear Lord, I admit that I am a sinner. I have done many things that don't please you. I have lived my life for myself. I am sorry and I repent. And I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me and you did this to save me. You did what I could not do for myself. I come to you now and ask you to forgive me, to take control of my life. I give my life to you freely. Now, as I mentioned, some Christians will call this the sinner's prayer. While the term is not found in the Bible, the concept is scriptural. It says, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
For it is with your heart that you believe and you are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess your faith and you're saved. That's Romans 10, 9 through 10. Now, after you've prayed that prayer, you might say, now what? Well, first of all, remember that salvation is by grace through faith. There's nothing you did or can ever do to deserve it or to have salvation. It's free. It's a gift from God. All you have to do is receive it. And then what I suggest you do is make the decision to tell somebody about it. It's important that you tell someone, a brother or sister in Christ or someone that, hey, I have made the decision to follow Jesus. Tell somebody that today because it's really a great way to what some may say is to seal the deal. Then you want to spend time talking to God every day. And you don't have to use any big fancy words, you know, just a conversation with him. Just thank him for what he's done. You know, there's no right or wrong way. You just be yourself. After all, if anybody knows you, it's God. So thank him daily and thank him for your salvation and pray for others. Pray for your children and seek his direction. Now, some people might think that they're going to feel a change right away. Well, some feel like a burden has been lifted after they do accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. But there's not this overwhelming feeling that you'll feel. Don't go according to the way you're feeling. Go according to God's word that you have accepted Jesus sincerely and you believe that he has accepted you into his family. And find a Bible teaching church. Now, I stress Bible teaching because unfortunately, in this day and age, there are a lot of churches that are politically correct. And what you can do if you don't know of a church that's Bible teaching, ask God to lead you to the church that he wants you and your children to go to. He will direct your path. Believe me, he wants you to learn about him. Now, why did I cover that for single parents? Well, the prayer of salvation isn't just for single parents. It's for everyone. But I covered it today as I'm speaking about single parents because it's normally a single parent who will feel alone. And God says in his word, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And you know what? He keeps his promises. And you will see in his word that he has made a lot of promises to his people. And he always keeps his promises. Another reason I wanted to call attention to that and the prayer of salvation is because you will start to see and know that there is power in praise. Now, the reason that is important, number one, praising God, but praising will bring back a change in our attitude. And 
it allows us to show gratitude. So if our attitude is right, we will start seeing parenting, be it single parenting or parenting with a partner. We'll start looking and seeing that differently. And we'll start showing gratitude for everything that happens in our life. Now, let me just cover a few things about there being power in praise. And you will see how this can relate to your being a single parent. And once again, I say that it relates not only to being a single parent, but being a parent in a two-family parent situation, about being humans in general. There is power in praise. The power that is released when we begin to praise God for everything in our lives, instead of pleading with him to change the circumstances, can make a big difference in our lives. And to praise him then is to give positive affirmation and expressing our approval over things that are going on in our lives. And you know what? Praising involves both gratitude and joy. So you want to always be joyful. Now that's not saying going around pretending, you know, when something is really bothering you, it's important to seek out someone that you can talk to about it. But around your children as a single parent, you don't want to pull them down because of adult struggles that you may be having. So always be joyful. Always keep on praying. And no matter what happens, be thankful. Now, I am not saying this is easy by any means. I have come to find out the longer I have been a Christian, the longer and the more I have studied God's word, it has gotten easier for me to be thankful in all things. Now, I am not always perfect in doing that. I am not, no one is perfect but Jesus. But what I'm saying is, I find as long as I keep my eyes focused on him, then I am able to say, God has this, I can give thanks. So I'm saying, work on studying God's word, so that you can be thankful and that you can see his hand working in your life. God wants us to praise him for being in our lives. He wants us to know that we are thankful and that we know and recognize what he is doing to and for us. There's a story that I have about one of our children And at the time, I wasn't crazy about having little furry animals around at all. Well, as it turns out, they had talked us into getting a hamster. And unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, the hamster died. Now, unfortunately, I wanted to say yes, and I wanted to do it without our kids knowing that that's what I wanted to do. But you know what? 
I was stopped in my truck when our daughter Lauren came up and said, you know what, mommy, it's better that we had Dursant Sankant, that was the rodent's name. It was better that we had him for a little while than not to have had him at all. Wow. Out of the mouths of babes, right? She was sad about Dursant Sankant dying, but she was able to have joy over the fact that they did have him for a little while. I did learn a lesson from that, and hopefully you will keep this in mind too. And hopefully you can probably think back to some things that your child has said that has made you realize that there's reasons to be grateful. So praise then is based on a total and joyful acceptance of the present as part of God's loving, perfect will for us. Praise is not based on what we think or hope will happen in the future. We praise God not for what we expect will happen in or around us, but we praise him for what he is and where and how we are right now. Got to realize that God has a perfect plan for our lives. He has a perfect plan for your life. The turning point cannot come until we begin to praise God for our situation instead of crying for him to take it away. Now, that doesn't mean that he won't take it away. He might. But if he doesn't, he wants us to look for the good in the situation and thank him for it and show gratitude for the things that we do have. God has a perfect plan for our lives, but he can't move us to the next step of his plan until we joyfully accept our present situation as part of that plan. So what happens next is going to be God's move, not ours. We need to accept where we are at this point in time. But you know what? Praising God is something more than a change in our own attitude. Praising God is realizing that he is in control and he has given us what we have and he wants us to be grateful for it. There's no power in our words of praise and there is no power in our attitude of thankfulness and joy. All the power is in the situation that comes from God. And we need to remind ourselves that it is his power, not our words, not our attitude that brings about the change. Only God can do that. So single parents, God knows where you are in life. God has a plan for you and your children. Accept his son. Ask his son into your life. Remember, 
in everything give thanks. Remember that there is power in praise. And remember to parent on purpose. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Purposeful Parenting. For more tips on parenting, or if you would like to reach out, please visit me on HarrietRowe.com and follow me on Facebook, Harriet Rowe. That's Harriet with two T's. I look forward to grabbing a cup of tea or coffee with you next week. Feel free to invite a friend. Until then, this is Harriet Rowe reminding you to parent on purpose. Thank you.